Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. I was in third grade when my parents forced me to go to church, and I will tell you this, right now, worship was boring. Absolutely, 100%, the last thing on earth that I would want to do. Sunday morning came, rolled around, and I hated, I can't emphasize that enough, I hated going to worship. I couldn't stand being and just smelling the carpet of the church and old ladies coming up to me and kiss me on the forehead. I hated worship. I hated the aspect of what that meant, you know, to worship in a setting that was me standing there. It's just weird, right? You guys know this is weird. Me sitting there, standing there, looking at somebody singing on stage, and I'm supposed to sing along with them, right? And so I'm just completely mindful of the, how horrible I am at singing and or trying to impress maybe the person next to me with my singing. Either way, it's awkward, right? It's a little weird. I hated, absolutely hated worship. As I'm saying that to you guys, what is the thing that you're thinking about in the context of what I just said? Maybe you're thinking about this. Hands raised in the air, music playing, songs are singing. Is that... Is that something that you guys think about when you think about worship? Yeah? You guys with me on this? That is just one aspect, one element of worship. And this semester, uh, we are going to journey through why we worship. uh, What is worship? Why we worship and how we worship through a series that we're calling Come Awake. Because we truly believe that it is through all aspects of who we are that we are oriented to worship we truly believe that once we have this perspective of every facet of my life is oriented to worship God, we fully come alive. And so what is worship? We've got to define this before we move on. What is worship? All creation worships. I know something about you without even ever having a conversation with you, and that is that you are a worshiper. Now you may be saying, well, you know, I don't really worship all that often. You know, I come on Sunday morning and I worship, or maybe on Wednesday nights and I worship. But the reality is we are constantly worshiping. We are constantly worshiping. We are made to worship. And so so a simple definition that's going to give us a launching pad for this series is this. Worship, and I have it up on the screen. Worship is attributing ultimate worth or value in something. Ultimate worth or value in something. So you have to ask the question, what are you worshiping? The second definition that I'm going to give you, as soon as I put this back in the pocket here, uh, the second definition I'm going to give you is this. Worship is an ongoing captivation of the heart that overflows into life, fulfilling a sense of meaning, intimacy, and eternity. We all crave, guys listen to this, we all crave those three things. From the very beginning of time, Adam and Eve, from the very, very beginning of all creation, they craved intimacy. They craved meaning. They craved eternity. It was placed in their hearts. I'm going to give you three stories of meaning, intimacy, and eternity. First one is this. And this is 
<laughs> All right. So I'm three years old, four years old, something like that. I had this rocket blonde hair, like blinding blonde hair. Not blinding like I'm bald right now, but blinding blonde hair. And so I also had a mullet. So picture that. So a mullet, little party in the back. Jeremiah, where are you, man? Yeah, little party in the back. So I'm outside, and you guys know this. Since you're a little kid, you're like, what's, what's the words that come out of your mouth? You're like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Everything that you do, right? So I'm outside my grandparents' house, and they have these wedges of bricks that are lining that's their landscaping. They're lining their sidewalk and their flower beds. And so I'm out there, and I'm like, doo-doo-doo. And my brother, meanwhile, is like catching bees. He was a strange kid. He's like catching bees. And so I'm like, okay. So I pick up the, rock, or pick up the bricks, and it's, again, split in half. And I'm throwing it up in the air. Look at me. Look at me. I'm throwing them up in the air. And I'm, you know, look, it's just me and my brother, and my mom and dad are off doing something. And, and so I... They turn and look at me, and I'm like, look at me, guys, look at me. Mom, Dad, look at me. And I pick it up, and they, before they can say, no, I go, woohoo, crack, right on the top of my head, splits. And that may be why you guys are thinking, it makes sense now. He's a little off. This is why, guys. Splits my head completely open. My parents are like, are you kidding me? They come rush me to the hospital, get stitches, the whole thing. The whole point of that is, look at me, look at me, look at me. I want to be valued. I want to be worth something. And so I wish I could tell you guys that I left that behind and said, you know, I don't do the whole look at me, look at me, look at me anymore. But that's not true. I want to have meaning and purpose in my life. And so I'm constantly striving to be better, to be bigger, to be faster, to be stronger. And ultimately, I want people to like me, to love me, to be popular you know, in so many ways. And so I constantly say, look at me, look at me, look at me. You guys with me? Intimacy. Man, this gets a little bit dicey here. We are wired, hardwired for intimate relationships. We crave relationships. Man, I had a girlfriend when I was like two, you know? It was like, I just loved being around Females, and I wanted, I craved that intimacy, right? I craved it. I wanted it. I wanted it from my, not just a significant other, a boyfriend, girlfriend, but I wanted it from my parents and my friends, people around me. I craved that connection with others. And again, I wish I could say that once I knew Jesus, I was, it was all good, man. We're designed for intimacy. Uh, when I was in college, uh, I loved I had a girl that I, I absolutely 100% thought that I was going to marry. I loved her. And I pursued her so hard all the while for her to say, no, get away, you creepo. <laughs> we ended up dating. I ended up wooing her. We ended up dating, and I pursued her hard. I constantly was doing the, just going above and beyond for her. I wanted to have this intimate relationship with her. I remember... A week before this incident happened, I'm going to share, I told my mom, this is a girl that I'm going to marry. This is a girl that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. A week later, I get a knock on the door. It's during summertime, so I'm home from school, hanging out at my parents' house. Get a knock from the door, and it's, it's my girlfriend. 
and she's visibly shaken up, and I was shocked to see her. She didn't call me on the phone and say, hey, I'm coming over. She lived about 45 minutes away in another town. And so I'm like, hey, what's, what's going on? She said, I, I have to talk to you. And this sinking feeling came into my stomach, and she said, uh, in the time that we've been dating, um, I've been actually with another, another guy. And I was just like, are you, what? And, uh, you know, all those things that we were planning on doing, you know, the future that we're going to have, that, that's not going to happen. Um, so I, I feel like we need to end things, right? And I was just paralyzed in this numbness. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but just this, this feeling of just not really knowing what's going going on or what to do next and I just sat there I was going through first Corinthians and I was on the latter part of it and uh, I you know said my goodbyes and again was just sort of hmm, okay what next open up my scriptures and first Corinthians sixteen thirteen. be bold stand firm in your faith act like a man or be courageous and all that you do be done in love Man, act like a man. Be courageous. I don't know if I was acting like a man. I was putting this girl over my pursuit and my relationship with Jesus. That's not manly. That's cowardly. That's not fulfilling who I am in Christ. That's, that's making an object or a God out of somebody else or something else. Man, I'm, I'm wired for intimacy, but it's not this. And so what did I do? I got a tattoo. I called up my buddy. I said, yo, we're going to go to the tattoo shop. He's like, for real? I'm like, yeah, dude. I don't know what I'm going to get, but I want to get something. So I go into the tattoo parlor, and I said, man, here, here's, what, here's what went down. And I started to tell that story. And the guy, Jason, I, I knew from previous tattoos, really cool dude, Christian guy. He's sitting there listening to me, and he's prepping prepping me and, uh, and uh, getting everything squared away. And I, this is the tattoo that he was working on. So he, you know, puts me on the, on the chair, gets me all cleaned up, shaved, you know, the whole process. Starts to outline, this is Andrizomai. This is the word, act like a man or be courageous. So that's, that's what I got to get, man. And so I'm sitting there describing to him what happened. And I'm describing to him, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't acting like a man. I was acting like an idiot. And I was worshiping something that's not my creator. That's not Jesus. And I know it to be true. I tell myself that every day. Yet I continue to pursue it. And so I'm walking him through this. And he's outlining. And I'm looking at him. And he starts to well up. Tears in his eyes. Tear comes down his cheek. And he looks at me. And he says... There's a reason why you're here in this chair. There's a reason why you got this tattoo, Adam. And it's bigger than you. Last night, I had a 45 in my hand and a fifth of jack. And I was going to take my life. I walked in on my wife having sex with another man. 
and my whole world is spinning. I don't, I don't know if I could do it. But here's the deal, man. Your story is our story, and it's truth that I'm hardwired for something greater than my wife, than girlfriends. The intimacy that I have with Jesus pales in comparison to everything else. Praise God. By the time Jason ended his testimony, I, I was done. We got up, we embraced. I will never, ever forget that intimacy. And last thing is eternity. Ever since you were little, you knew that there's something bigger than yourself. And we all are, are striving for that consistently throughout our lives. To be bigger, to do something that matters. Man, we can change the world. You can change the world. You have what it takes not based on your own merit, based on your own physical strength, based on what you know or what you do, but based on the Holy Spirit and who he is. And we are oriented, we are, we are wanting, craving, craving something more, something bigger. And it's not just in some of us, it's in all of us. So those are the three things, eternity, intimacy, and meaning that we all possess, that we all share. God has wired us to be that way, to crave those things. Solomon, a, a very wise guy, said this in, in Ecclesiastes, and I'll put it up on the screen. He has also set eternity in the hearts of man. This is something that God has been doing since the very beginning. We're oriented to be and become something greater than ourselves. So the question that we have to ask, the question I'm asking you, is ultimately, what do you find your worth or value in? What do you find your worth or value in? And you could be sitting here saying, oh yeah, of course, Jesus. Man, I'll tell you what, it's a cop-out answer. But here's what I challenge you to do. Look in the mirror and see what your reflection is pointing to. Look in the mirror and see what your reflection is pointing to. As we continue to go through this series, come awake. May we together journey and learn what it means to fully be alive, to truly come awake. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. Dot com.